Hello, hello, Lisa here. Since you're listening to this particular podcast, I imagine you're likely a leader in the area of talent, HR, people, culture, L&D, employee experience, or OD. Are you also a talent leader who is longing for a safe sounding board to bounce ideas off of? Who's thirsty for some fresh new ideas that will actually work? Who maybe needs to influence multiple stakeholders who don't always know what they want? Maybe you're somebody who wants to get out of their own way and who's ready for expert, ongoing, and confidential mentoring. If you answered yes to one or more of those statements, then we need to talk. In addition to my group programs, I work privately with a select few clients as their talent management thought partner. I will help you, over the next 90 days, finally create the space, the intention, and the strategy to implement an initiative that's critical to your team's longer-term impact and legacy. Let's chat and see if there's a fit. Book me online at greenappleconsulting.ca slash contact. Welcome to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. I'm a talent management thought partner and results coach, wife, and mom. Talent management leaders are hungry to learn from their peers and want to hear about real-life talent initiatives. This podcast is for and by talent management leaders. My guests and I dig into successes, challenges, and lessons learned from a very practical, not theoretical point of view. You'll discover important insights about how to elevate your confidence and amplify your influence in a role known for being caught in the organizational middle. I'm thrilled to have you listening. So let's get going and hear the truth about talent management today. Welcome back to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. Today, I'm bringing you the first episode of a two-part series. These episodes are a little different from my usual. They're all about creating what you want. And how do I know what you want? Because I want it too. And so do my clients, whether we work together one-on-one or in the talent trust. Talent leaders all want to create, one, results and momentum, and two, habits and follow-through skills. So even if you know a whole lot about talent management and HR and people, these are sort of the foundational skills that will help you be effective at applying that knowledge. So even if you have some or a lot of these skills, you likely still want more, or you will as you and your life evolve and your circumstances change. In this first episode, I'm talking about creating results and momentum. Then next week, I'll cover creating habits and follow through skills in episode 72. Are you results-focused? I swear to you that when I was a senior corporate talent leader, this attribute was found on many a resume that I received when I was in hiring mode. It's also a trait that I've historically liked to attribute to myself. I really value getting results, and so being focused on them seems like a good idea. But what does being results-focused really mean? I mean, does it guarantee that you get results? Does it ensure that you know how to create momentum that turns results into more results? Nope, not necessarily. And why is is it the case that many people I've met say they're results-focused, yet they still struggle to create the results they really want? I'm saying results a lot. Anyways, here's the reason. Three words. Lack of clarity. Clarity comes first, before results. In my experience, most people are not specific enough or realistic enough about the outcome they're wanting to achieve. You can be focused on results, but 
if those results you're changing are vaguely defined and, you know, lacking any kind of true measurement of success, then it really doesn't matter how focused you are because you're focused on the wrong thing. So here's an example. One of my clients, we'll call her Jane. She's highly intelligent, extremely driven, and she found herself in a role with expanding responsibilities that she was awarded, in fact, because of her results focus. Very quickly, she became overwhelmed with the amount of deliverables and she got really frustrated with her boss. She struggled, frankly, with where to start. All of this was quite uncharacteristic of her. She was a high achiever, after all. In this new context, though, she was buried full height, literally in a bed of weeds. The underlying issue turned out to be that she simply wasn't clear on the priority levels of the new deliverables, nor on the resources she had or didn't have to help her with them. She could not articulate what the outcomes of all these new programs would be beyond a vague, improved learning opportunities for staff. (laughs) So we started with one project. I asked her to imagine that it's the end of the project and And just picture that she and the team and the organization itself are in a big see-through bubble. And she and I are on the outside peering in. What do we see? What has shifted? What is the impact of those shifts? And what are we celebrating? And the needed clarity as she started to answer these questions started to emerge, mainly in terms of where she needed to go back and ask more questions of her boss and sponsors and stakeholders. She worked her way systematically through the process of getting clarity on this project and documenting it, and from there was able to create the results everyone had agreed they were looking for. Because that's the other thing, right? You get clarity, it takes a village to get it, right? To make sure everybody's really together on what is going to be different. That brings me to momentum. So how can we create momentum? In this context, I define momentum as producing results that in turn lead to more results. This client had a multitude of projects, right? So once we started with the first project, and then she applied the same process to the others, it became more about how do I keep these balls in the air, keep moving these things along together? Well, here's the thing. The reason people might achieve a goal initially and then flounder, fall off the wagon, get stuck again It's because they forget what they wanted to achieve in the first place. Think, for example, of a regular weekly meeting you have to attend or used to attend. The raison d'etre of the meeting was initially clear, but now no one can remember why it's still needed and it's become a painful weekly chore to show up. Well, everybody has lost sight of the desired outcome of the result they were trying to achieve in the first place. Here's another example. It's my own life example. I did this this LinkedIn sprint, it was actually for work, last summer, and I got some really good results on the surface of it. I learned more about how the LinkedIn platform works, I did a lot of writing, I made new connections, and I got eyes on my work. I had momentum for those 30 days. But once the sprint and all the accountability ended, I was back to procrastinating about my writing and was so exhausted, really tired, that I wanted to take a complete break from posting anything at all. I literally went from some to a lot and back to some again when it came to my LinkedIn presence. Why? Because I lost track of what made me sign up for the sprint in the first place. You know, I I wanted to learn how to use it and write, write more. And I wanted to do these things in a way that fit me, my energy levels, my time capacity. 
And yet I didn't actually remember to think about how to use it in a way that fit me, that was effective for me on an ongoing sustained basis, because I got so caught up in kind of the daily piece and and I didn't even sort of quantify, well, what is more, you know, writing more? What does that even mean? I, I had told myself, because the focus in the program was to write daily, that I had to write daily. But who says? Right? That was just what they were talking about in the program. I don't feel like writing every day. And it turns out that's actually just fine. So what's the secret to creating momentum? Well, first, it's about having clarity on the results you want and your reasons for wanting them. It's about regularly regrounding your efforts and focus around these things so that you do not forget them. It's about creating accountability mechanisms that work for you, structures that ensure you actively review and remember your goals and how they align with your why. Here's what I recommend to my clients and what works for me, with the exception of that LinkedIn sprint where I got carried away with, you know, the pace and the detail of it. At minimum, every one or two weeks, review your written goals or results to achieve and review why they're important to you. From there, here are some questions you can ask yourself. Is what I'm doing still aligned with what I really want? Where do I need to adjust my efforts? What's possible now? And so there you have it. This is my super quick primer on creating results and momentum. If you found this episode has resonated with you, you might be ready for professional accountability support. Consider joining your peers and me in the Talent Trust. Together, we make results and momentum happen. Thanks for listening. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your colleagues. Better yet, head over to iTunes and let us know. When you subscribe and leave me a five-star review, not only do I glow from within, but more people will learn about the show and why they should listen. Until next time, keep telling the talent management truth.